1: If you like what we have going on here, make sure that you support the people that support us. Go to shop.lowerafterhours.com for all your clothing needs. Again, find that at shop.lowerafterhours.com. Want to see a real velociraptor dribbling the basketball? Go to shop.lowerafterhours.com. Do you have a sarcastic friend in your group named Jeff? Then go to shop.lowerafterhours.com and find them the perfect gift.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us uh, for another edition of Lower After Hours. Uh, my name is Crispy or Chrissy or Will or Jay, Caller James, I think is what they referred to me on the show not too long ago. Uh, we are thrilled to be joined this evening by none other than uh Levitard Show Universe favorite. The commish, <laughs> who's Sarah <it>? Spain.
2: <laughs> Woo!
0: Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We, uh, we really appreciate you, uh, you, you being here. Um, you just got done with your, uh, radio show, uh, Spain and Fitz, correct? That's right. And that just wrapped up. At, you're on from seven to nine. Is that correct?
2: Seven to nine Eastern. Yeah
0: okay okay right on right on well uh we it literally we are you're joining After us hours. at nine thirty-five. Yeah. so yeah like you literally 35 minute break uh i see, I see you've got a, a glass of red there yep. um shoveled in some dinner all right all right what'd you have
2: um i had a uh a little risotto with uh asparagus and carrots and some parmesan Ooh. on top
0: Nice, nice. Okay. All right. Now was this uh um was this a dinner that you fixed for Brad since it's international men's day today? Oh like, yeah. Or, no, uh, he's
2: now with his bro, you know, probably talking oh. about all the um uh, all the ways that men are being held down. <laughs> yeah, dude society. dude
0: stuff, right? Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't cook shit actually, because it was uh, <laughs> like one of we my friend gave us this Tovala oven. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but like you scan a card and put the things in, and then it knows how long to like cook them for. What? So it's actually really good for nights like tonight where basically I got done with my show, I put it in there, scanned it, and then 15 minutes later had a meal.
0: That absolutely sounds like one of those uh remember those Looney Tunes editions of like what the future is going to look yeah, like? It is
2: a little Jetsons-esque. Oh wow, um,
0: that's super. This is I've not an ad
2: for Tobala, although I do like it a lot. <laughs>
0: Man, I have to. I have to check that out. That sounds super cool. All right, we're going to uh, kick the questions off with. Uh, we're we're going to lead right off, the, right off the bat with our foreign correspondent, all the way from Australia, uh, Morgan. Morgan, go ahead with your question.
2: First, let me address lose. Must be nice to be a billionaire. It is funny, <laughs> even though I'm not a billionaire. It is absurd that now that I have enough money to pay for things, I get a lot of them for free. And when I was poor as hell, I got nothing for free. And I used to be like, that's so dumb. I keep hearing these people talk about the free stuff they're getting when they have good jobs that get paid for it. And now I'm that person. And I like it. I really do. I think it's great.
3: Uh, I mean, who wouldn't? I personally think there should be more gift bags for poor people. Like, if I walk down the street, like, give me an Oscars gift bag. Like, I need those headphones. You don't need them.
2: Should we have some sort of identifier, though, so that when you're walking down the street – because, like, you know how we talk about how Stugatz looks homeless, but he isn't. So what if people started giving him things <laughs> on the street, assuming he had no money and not realize that he just doesn't care?
3: Yeah, like a scan – like a Tavalo scanner thing. that you would t- need scans like a, your a, person.
2: Like, you... a, like a wristband of a certain color that yeah. identified whether you were a rich or a poor.
4: Yeah. Maybe they could can... <laughs> – they could give gifts anytime you go like apply for like a home or anything. If you have horrible credit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when you get turned down, you get the gift bag.
2: <laughs> We're not giving you any money, but here, here's some beats. This should make your day better. At least I think that's a good plan. Exactly. Yeah, I, okay.
3: That's good. Um, I think we should run with it. Um, I want to know where the Cubs are going from here. Cause I'm just going to start with, I'm a homer and I want to know, and Aaron put your hand down.
2: Love an Australian yeah. accent. Just talking uh, Cubs homer.
3: Oh um, I've got my cub shirt on just because nice.
2: I have a lower shirt on that Juju Gotti sent me. <laughs> well, there you go. Pretty rad. Um I uh actually I wish I could tell you. The latest that I've heard is it sounds like pretty meaningful change, which to me sounds like a bit of a rebuild. And I'm torn on that because if you had told me around 2014 or so, when we looked around at our infield and how young everyone was and how talented everyone was, and we knew that there were even a couple more people in the farm system to come up, then I would have said, what? We only won one World Series? Um, but, you know, they were in contention for a number of years after being, you know, not even considered a professional team the way they had to tank in order to get that farm system full of good talent. Um... So they did exactly what Theo said he was going to do. My concern is that you pull the trigger now for a rebuild despite still having some really good talent and you don't guarantee yourself that in the future you're going to bring in people that are better than those guys. I would like to address and figure out why Chris Bryant hasn't ever gotten back to the talent level of his MVP year. I would like to figure out, you know, why it is that Hobby can't sit on A fucking ball that's way outside and has to swing. You know, there's a lot of questions about talent that they already have and why it's not being optimized. But, you know, a lot of people make a whole lot of money to make those decisions. And one of my deepest flaws as a radio gas bag and sports gas bag is that I tend to actually believe that they know more than I do, Uh, which I'm not supposed to. I'm definitely supposed to rant and rave and scream at them for making bad decisions, even when. Uh, they're based on actual advanced statistics, knowledge, and hours and hours of hard work.
3: But that's a bit of an out of hope. Like you hope they know more than you do. Well, no. So otherwise they've if, got terrible opinions on things that they shouldn't have. Like, that's
2: why it's sad that Theo's leaving, that even yeah. though you can be critical of some of what Theo's decided, I think a lot of that is you make the move and then the player still has to pan out to what everything tells you about them and that doesn't always work out, Right. I trust Theo implicitly. I think he is the, the smartest exec I've ever had running a team that I cared about. And I'm very sad to see him go. But the fact that Jed Hoyer has worked alongside him for 17 years tells me that he trusts that he's a guy and wouldn't have been working with him all that time if he didn't have a lot of that same insight and, and the same approach. So but I'd he's like not Matt, not Matt Patricia. though.
3: What's that? We're not getting a Matt Patricia out of this, are we?
2: Like he actually a, no, no, I really, I do not think that that's the case. Also yeah. like their relationship makes me think, and I've talked to Jed Hoyer a couple of times. He's not as fun as Theo, but that's tough to do. I mean, this guy like puts on bare heads and like <laughs> chugs beer through the mesh in the face of it, but he is fun. Like there, I don't know if you saw on The Athletic that like Theo and company went and TP'd Jed Hoyer's house the other day, um, presumably as a congratulations for the new job, Um So I still think he's young and fun and smart, and so I don't think he'll be a Patricia-type disappointment. But there's a lot of conflicts within that team. You need to be working with a Ricketts family that I'm not sure after winning is as invested as they are just profiting. The profit came from the win, but now that they got that, who's to say, you know? So all that to say, I have no idea what they're going to do, Morgan. And it's fucking stressing me out. So thank you for reminding me.
3: But, yeah, this is the situation I'm in with every one of my teams at the moment. They've all kind of just turned to a little bit of shit.
2: Oh, so you're a fan um, of all Chicago teams. That's nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fan of shit teams, apparently. So yep. yeah. so we're just going to wade through it and keep going. Um, okay. But, you yeah, know, I'm Second thing, just congratulations to the men and happy International Men's Day. I'm sure you really care about it
2: because
3: the only day that you do care about it is International Women's Day when you ask when it is. So happy day to you.
2: You guys really push through. Yeah. Well done it's and,
0: pers- yeah. it's it's perseverance it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of sweat i'm here for um, white male it just
2: you know? I'm proud of you <laughs> going they do remind us how much they care about international men's day with by asking about it every international women's day yeah.
3: Yeah. So you didn't know it was today but you would ask when it's out of course
2: yes yes
3: <laughs> happy days
2: okay. i hope Thank you get a gift you. bag
3: on the way out
0: Uh thank you so much, Morgan. The man that got really sportsy, Sarah. You were you rolled right into that. Got a got a lot of feelings on your cubs. I know you do. Um (laughs) all right, gonna go to gonna go to Pam next. Uh think she's got a uh uh, work life balance question. Go ahead. Oh good
2: ladies night, so then I can just click off when it starts to be you guys (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Oh oh. boy,
5: okay. (laughs) That was fletch. Red level orange. Somebody's here. (laughs) Okay, Sarah. So my question for you is obviously in your line of work, you have to have a pretty large social media presence. You have to be accessible to fans. um, But we all know that the internet is trash and Twitter is probably the most trash of all the internet. So at some point you have to get away from that so when and how do you detach yourself from the internet when it is so much of what you do for your career? I would say Twitter is the most trash that we still willingly use a lot because there's like
2: 4chan and shit that I'm not going anywhere near. I don't even want to hear about how people are planning to like bomb things or execute a polit- political officials. So, uh, Twitter though is up. And then I would also argue that the lebitard Reddit might be worse than Twitter, but I don't go there anymore. So I wouldn't know if it (laughs) still is. Um, But it is, yeah, honestly, so I do occasionally have to check in with myself and notice if I was in a very good mood, and now I'm not, what was I doing? And what changed? And oftentimes it is that I've gotten into some sort of back and forth or someone didn't understand what I was saying. And now I feel like I have to defend myself or something. Um, I, I much less often than I used to get like upset from people just being mean because I'm kind of used to that by now. And um, you know, I already know all the things that are wrong with me, so when people point them out, usually it's not a surprise. Although I did learn from the internet that I look like a linebacker. I was never insecure about my shoulders until the internet. So I appreciate them letting me know that it's something I should add to the list, uh, very long list. I'm glad that I now I'm aware that that's also a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that kind of stuff usually, even if I'm like, sometimes I'll go on TV and I'll, I'll see my outfit and be like, Oh no, this doesn't look great. So then I'll know that I'm going to have to come back to you. Like you look really fat and gross today or whatever. Um, but I'm like, Oh, I know bad choice doing my best. Um, so that usually doesn't do it. I actually just get more frustrated when I feel like either I'm like misunderstood or something I said, people didn't get the joke and then they explain things to me. And I'm like, the joke is about sports and I know them. So the joke is based on my knowledge of sports, but now you're trying to explain to me why it's not true because it wasn't true, it was supposed to be funny, not true. And then I get annoyed and then I have to walk away. So that's it is really just figuring out, do I need to put this down for a while and step away from the Twitter machine. Um, And then also I do need to clap back at people. It does make me feel better. And it does make my experience worthwhile to have the opportunity to talk shit to people. Um, so I need to do that. Like whenever people tell me to not feed the trolls, I'm like, you do you, I'm gonna do me behind the scenes. I'm blocking and muting at the speed of light. And I am picking every once in a while, someone that deserves to get fucked with. So let me do it because I need to do it. Otherwise I can't just digest the shit all day without like clapping back. Um, so yeah, social media is wild. I mean, the number of times it comes up and we realize how much time and energy we devote to it. It's it's kind of crazy, but we're all freaking addicted.
5: It's yeah. impossible to like step away. No, absolutely, and I think I speak for everybody on the Zoom. We love when you clap back. Like <laughs> <you>. we share <laughs> it in our group chat. We talk <laughs> about it. We la- like we love it. Morgan and I, especially, who have a separate yeah. chat that's we like a ladies' bow chat. down. <laughs> yes, we talk about you in the ladies' chat often, and we love it. And we're here for <laughs> it. Please. I'm glad to hear that. I know, like,
2: um, I do think sometimes that, like, especially women g- getting in the industry, see me do it, and it makes them be like, okay, first of all, I'm not the only one that's had have these things said to me, but also I don't have to just sit and feel sad about it. I can, like, respond and be empowered and not take it. And so that's another reason why I like to write back sometimes, just so that people can see, like, you don't have to just sit at home and be, be sad and have people be mean to you.
3: It's all like, about representation. We need to see it? strong women telling idiot men to shut up on the internet.
2: (laughs) Yes. It doesn't win me everyone. And I'm well aware of that. (laughs) I actually just did a podcast today where I was talking about how, you know, I I understand that a lot more people would like me and I'd be more universally liked if I adhered to standard accepted practices of being a lady in the world. Um, But that would really bum me out if because I'm a nice person. I just have opinions and I'm outspoken and I think I'm funny. And so a lot of the things that are are well received when they come from a guy and aren't when they come from a woman are things I could do less of, but I would rather just try to change things and be an example for other loud, opinionated, funny women than have everybody like me. But it it does, I mean, it does hurt my feelings. When I did used to go to the Reddit, um, I think what hurt my feelings the most is people who would say like, she's a mean person, or I bet she doesn't have any friends. And I'm like, I'm actually a really nice person. Like, I'm sarcastic and I crack jokes, but, like, I'm extremely nice to the people that I care about and people on the internet and strangers. I, like, threw a wedding for these people that, like, messaged me on Twitter whose wedding got canceled. And, like, I don't know, that that hurts my feelings a lot more than telling me I'm, like, fat and ugly, is, like, that they don't know me at all and they think just because I'm, like, a, like um, brazen for a lady that that means that, like, I'm... Unfeeling, or like cold, or mean, or something.
3: Yeah, strong, opinionated people aren't bitches. That's not what we are.
2: Yeah. So stop
3: calling us bitches, you bitches.
2: Although I, I reclaim the word bitch, and I call everybody that I like badass bitches and my bitches, and bitches (laughs) bitches get shit done. So I'm. I'm, Oh, and I'm bitching my in a blazer.
3: (laughs) In a blazer, I'm an absolute power bitch.
5: That is. (laughs) yes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much.
0: All right. About to turn into a sausage party up in here. Sweet. Time for uh, time for some dude questions on international men's day. Perfect uh-huh. guest for a uh, perfect guest perfect. for today. All right. Up first, we've got Lou Rafter. Uh, he's got a question for you about Chicago sports teams. Go ahead, Lou. Hello, Sarah. Hello. So um, you have to get rid of one professional Chicago sports team. What team
6: are you getting rid of and why?
2: Dang, I'm gonna get some hate in my Menchies for this one. They're fine, but I (laughs) they're perfectly fine. But I would get rid of the Chicago Fire because if I'm going to watch professional soccer in Chicago, it's 100% gonna be the Red Stars, and I can't get rid of any of the other ones. Even the White Sox, who aren't my team, I have a lot of friends who are White Sox fans. They are an interesting kind of you know, opposite sometimes to the Cubs and, uh, and the rivalry fun. The fire just like, meh. as you know, Stu Gatz always says, uh, soccer is the sport of the future in America. And, you know, I'm sure the fire and the MLS are, you know, on the brink of, of dominating and overtaking champions league. But for now I'm cool with uh, not paying that much attention to them.
1: Right on. Thanks. I should have made it a little more,
6: can dance. I did. I, okay. Yeah. Do you,
2: mean, do you do you mean men's major professional sports, the Big Four?
6: <laughs> yes.
2: You have to you have to qualify your questions because I am inclusive.
0: Sarah, I am not a professional. I don't so presume
2: you... <laughs> that the only sports you mean are men's sports <laughs> that are American. Um, Honestly, I didn't even think about case, soccer. <laughs> in that case, I would choose the White Sox. But since I presume you also want me to select from teams that I like and care about. Then that's a really mean question.
3: He's a really mean person. It's
2: really mean. Um, I presume I'm just getting rid of them right now and not all of their history, in which case I would get rid of the Bulls because, as I've said lately, they should be relegated to wow. the G League until they to Scott in the NBA because they're so trash. Wow. Now, I'm very hopeful about their new front office, so I'm optimistic that we might return to being able to actually compete with other professional basketball teams, but until that happens, I watch much less Bulls than anything else right now because they frustrate the hell out of me.
0: Damn. Also, are okay. you the guy that
2: talked to Fitz about music? I see all your guitars behind you.
6: Uh yes.
2: yes. Cool.
6: Sorry, it was mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I that uh you actually just taught me something, um, and that is that there is a professional sports team called the Chicago Fire. Uh, yeah. so that that seems like a kind of a tasteless name, uh, considering
2: oh. Here's the thing about the Chicago fire. It's a point of pride for Chicago in some ways because literally the whole city burned down pretty much except for the water tower. And then they rebuilt the city with a new and better idea of how cities should operate full of like alleys and green spaces and whatever. So that's why unlike New York, we don't have to put our garbage in the middle of the street at night. (sighs) We have alleys and garbage spaces so that it's not just stinking on the street all the time. Okay. So, yeah, as Starship would say, we built this city to represent a better future. And so we actually do feel pretty good about it. And the new logo was hated at first, but it's actually kind of cool. It's almost like a crown. And then the reflection on the bottom looks like flames. I don't know. It's hard to describe. But um, I think they did a good job. Your point is valid, though. You know, but there's like the San Jose earthquakes, right? And that seems also a little bit touchy for a state. Yeah,
0: yeah
2: potentially that's, that's a good point. like overdue Fisher, that's gonna probably kill men and
0: you know people. what I, as as i'm saying this i'm sitting in north carolina home of the uh carolina hurricanes um right. that caused billions of dollars in damage <laughs> each feel like maybe, year so i
2: like say <laughs> miami like
0: yeah, yeah just, miami hurricanes
2: sometimes we just reclaim the things that hurt us most to try to pretend we have control
0: it's like reclaiming uh, the word bitch, right? Like it's kind of a s- similar thing. All right. So, all right. Up next, we've got Fleminim. He's got a uh, question about track and field, I believe. Go ahead, Flem.
4: Oh. Yeah, no. So I, I saw that you were a co-captain track and field, if I'm not mistaken, in college. So it's more of one. When you're the commissioner, there's no co-captain. So I imagine the other captain knew who was in charge yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, being a, I imagine you had to be a fierce competitor given the background of everything you've done. So, uh, do you still check in on what that co-captain is up to now and be like, I'm Sarah Spain, I won?
2: <laughs> um, I wish I could say that I knew exactly how many co-captains there were. There might have been three, actually. So in a track team, they kind of try to spread the love so that there's someone that's in the distance group, someone who's in like maybe jumps and throws and someone in sprints. Because if you're a captain and you do a discipline that doesn't involve you ever practicing with someone else, you're less likely to be able to really connect and lead. So there tended to be two or three captains. Um, Fortunately, because I did have tathlon, I was in sprints and jumps and throws. So in middle distance for the 800. So I kind of got to mess with everybody on the team. Um, Competitively, I did not feel like I was at odds with my fellow co-captains. Although one of my co-captains, this girl, Sarah Hersky, um, she was a year or two younger than me. We're still friends. And she broke my school record in the javelin, which really did piss me off.
4: Not um, in my personal record book. She did not.
2: Yeah. And in, in my personal record book, she it was a foot fault and <laughs> they weren't watching. Um, it was also wind aided and Olympic record wise, they would have argued that it was um, um, not uh, applied to the record books. Um, but no, so she's still a friend and... Um, but that, but like I a very, very only for a couple of years did I get to claim a, a school record, and and that was the end of that. She she surpassed me. Noted. Okay. I'll pass Fletch it back to you. Had very strong feelings about that too. <laughs> that was for her taking my school record.
4: <laughs> I'm with you, Fletch.
0: <laughs> i I love that you uh you did not waste any time going right into that. Like you have. You've thought, you've given that question thought before, like you keep that in the back of your mind a little
2: bit. I have a problem. (laughs) I am way too competitive. It's embarrassing. Sometimes when I listen to Amin on the show, I think to myself, oh my God, that's what I sound like. And it's a problem. Because Ah. we will not just accept when he like is wrong or he loses is always like a hamstring injury or something. I'm like, that's me. Like I have problems losing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm very competitive, um, but I'm working on being a better, um, not winner. I would never say loser. Uh, I'm never actually a loser, but I sometimes am not a winner and I'm working on (laughs) dealing with that better. (laughs)
4: like a mean who just works on better better excuses on yeah life. i mean just finds exactly. a way to
2: avoid the competition or make better excuses i am genuinely trying to accept that especially as i get older i will not win everything
0: <laughs> call, call them no calls like they're not losses they're just no calls or, or... yeah
2: i'm just going to go with the college rules what are they calling it just a, a, a
0: abdicated yeah, uh, like a win un- or something
2: <laughs> or something like when covid cancels it it yeah, right. uncontested that's how i remember those uh, love and, it, as love it. Never all right. ends, so there's always a chance i might come back at the end
0: absolutely absolutely 100 all right up next we're gonna go to jeff out in california jeff's got a question about acting i believe go ahead jeff
7: hey sir it's all jeff right. um so i had a question about um your well i believe we'll call attempted acting career <laughs> yeah I don't want, I don't not, want to be me. Not
2: winning acting career.
7: Okay. So one, I was just wondering if you had any like particularly memorable fun stories about that, or, you know, something that perhaps led you to change direction or mm-hmm. something to that effect. And, uh, the second part of the, the question is, um, pursue it to your IMDB, mm-hmm. um, in episode one, 2005, uh, the series The Playbook, you mm. played both the sophisticated date yes. and also the hot drunk girl. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering how those two characters... Range. Yeah. So um, I'll <laughs> yeah. leave that... That
2: Incredible I'll the range. Um, I'll start with that one quickly. That, I believe, was a pilot for Spike TV, RIP. and. The sophisticated date scene, I believe I was chastising my date for not having a shit together and that he was too old to not, you know, have a job and be, you know, whatever. So total wheelhouse, just a flaming bitch. <laughs> and then later in a scene, they uh, they did need someone to be, you know, stumbling through and out of control. Uh, so that also was me. Um, nailed it. Uh, a lot of the things you'll find on my IMDb or literally anything that I did in my very brief acting attempt. Uh, A little bit of typecasting. Uh, One of them is sarcastic Chicago girl. Uh, One of them is tall basketball player. (laughs) Uh, I believe sophisticated date was also bitch in the script. uh, And there may have been. We
7: we, we also have girl in art gallery. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was another stellar performance of standing. Um, Yeah. So funny stories i think i have um a couple so one of them was and i i've mentioned this before but i don't think on any levitard related stuff if you remember the movie uh bail wolf uh, was an angelina jolie joint and it was angelina jolie but she was supposed to be a little more womanly so not quite as rail thin as like her mr and mrs smith days a little curvier and so there was an uh There was a side on either Actors Unlimited that I was part of or might have even just been Craigslist. But there was a side for motion capture for that movie, which is like that Polar Express with Tom Hanks. I think that's the movie most people think of when they think of motion capture, where they put all the dots all over you. And and so they wanted someone to do all the work for Angelina Jolie where it wouldn't have to actually be her. And my measurements for what they were looking for were similar to her, but slightly curvier. So this was back in the day when I thought I was fat, but I had a rocking body. Um, And so I showed up and they literally had you go into a room and wear a bra and underwear. No, no bra, underwear. And then you had to take pictures in a circle like this, but like holding your boob, but like not holding it up because they wanted to see if your boob had the same hang as hers so that the motion capture, because like, I think her character was like, either not really clothed, or it was like a half woman, half beast thing that was like, almost like a, like the movie Cats or something, where it was like, part of her body is the thing she's wearing or whatever. Um, So first of all, I don't think I like, saw any signs or like, paperwork that indicated that they couldn't just use those photos for anything (laughs) they wanted afterwards. Oh, Fletch, you're Get good.
7: Mine, mine are Fletch. gonna do it at some point too.
2: In his face right now, Fletch. Aww. What? Everything's fine. Ooh. Okay. Anyway, we're well, keeping
7: all of this fine. in. <laughs> now, don't don't worry about it. We like dogs on this pod.
2: Yeah, oh my God. yeah. The thing is, like, usually I lock them somewhere to do professional endeavors, but it was I hadn't seen them all day, and I wanted to drink one and snuggle while I was doing this, so that's what's happening. Um and this
3: is not professional, so don't worry. Well,
2: I figured they would just they all. would be welcome and they would add color. See, look, there's a little doggy up
5: there, a little nugget baby.
2: Um, okay. So um yeah, so I have no idea if like whoever was taking those photos to see if people's boobs hung like Angelina Jolie's, like did something with them. Like <laughs> are they still out in the world? In which case, please release them. Cause like I said, rock them <laughs> And I would be <laughs> fine if everybody thought that's still what I look like. Um But um, that was weird and I didn't get it, which was a bummer because a lot of it, it, they didn't need like an actual stunt person, but a lot of it involves some stunt work on like wires and stuff, which Mm -hmm. would have been badass. Um, So that was a weird one. Um, Oh my God. So again, like poor as hell. So like any side that you you get that you would apply to and and might fit you, I'm I'm going for. So I get one that's supposed to be a instructional like a video to accompany a program to help people quit drugs and alcohol. And it's supposed to be just a scene at a picnic. So they call me in for the uh, interview and I'm driving, trying to find this building and I'm near like Upright Citizens Brigade and this coffee shop I used to go to. And I'm like, I've been in this area. There's no like studios here. What am I looking for? And I realized the audition is at the Scientology Center in Hollywood. Like this freaking mansion. Huge, huge mansion. And I'm like, oh shit. So I, I go and sit in the lobby and I'm waiting for my audition, which was like, pretend you're at a picnic. And then, um, I'm like reading the pamphlet, which is written at like maybe a third grade level. And it's so transparent and sad that it's appealing to like people who have nothing going on. It's like, has your family abandoned you? Do you have no friends? Are you like lonely and want to be in a cult? It was so depressing. Um, didn't get that either. Uh, did I have any other weird acting? Well, I felt bad about one because I actually got cast in this like shitty ass independent film and I was supposed to be a model, which okay. And also the beginning scene, they wanted the camera to be behind me walking down a hallway And they didn't ask me anything about any of my body parts, but I have one midget leg from tearing my Achilles and one bigger calf. And I have like a scar from the surgery. And I'm like, this is like the dumbest, you should have, like if you knew this scene was in your movie and it starts with this like model walking away and you care about whether her legs look like a model. You probably should have found out if she had a wonky leg. And also I have like a very strong calf on the side that didn't get surgery. It doesn't look anything like a model's leg. Like it's a, it's a, I call it the super calf. Cause the other one's the midget calf. And so this was terrible casting in general. Cause I don't look like a model at any part of me, but especially not that part. So that was dumb of them. And I don't know, maybe they got a leg double for that scene. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a lot of really dumb, silly stories. More of them are from like when I didn't even get auditions and I had to like point to cars at a golf tournament or I was a boxing ring girl at a casino once. And then the person who was supposed to sing the national anthem didn't show up. So my promotional modeling agent was like, oh, it says you sing on your resume. Why don't you do it? So I had to get in a casino, all Spanish speaking. I was supposed to be Latina and they ran out of Latina models. So they sent me presumably because my last name's Spain. I don't know um and we all had the same outfit on and it was a pt cruiser dress sponsored by pt cruiser and it was made of like blue bathing suit material and we all had the same dress but the other models were actually latina so they were like five three so theirs was a dress and mine was basically a shirt that barely covered my crotch so then i had to climb between the ropes of the boxing ring and sing the national anthem no starting note started way too high real bad and then like hold up the numbers um this was like months after i left cornell so i was like really putting my degree to use um and this is
7: what like hawaiian gardens or something like
2: yeah somewhere in east la i don't even remember i literally (laughs) was the only person there that didn't speak spanish um i had to flip a fake plastic egg on hollywood boulevard to promote iron chef um i mean yeah
7: you just did the standard, uh, like trying to be an actor in L.A. stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, you do whatever you got to do, except porn. Uh, well, I didn't do that.
7: Oh, that—that that was a—that was a phenomenal answer. And I'm sure, for the record, that you were excellent as both the sophisticated date and uh, also yeah. the hot drunk girl. So I mean,
2: I know I nailed, bitch, that part. <laughs> Much appreciated.
7: I'm, uh,
0: I'm trying to
2: resist. Oh, wait! One more funny I'm story good. that people who do hate me will find funny. So I auditioned for this music video for this famous, I didn't know at the time, but she was like the Britney Spears of Italy. In fact, when I went to Italy a couple of years later, we were talking to these dudes and I mentioned her name to see if she was anyone. They like knew who she was and thought it was the coolest thing that I was in her music video. But in the audition, I was supposed to be a girlfriend in a bad relationship, like in a verbally abusive relationship. And so I got the part and then I got there and they put me and the guy in the booth where we're supposed to be together i don't even think we'd gotten in the booth yet we'd just been ourselves for like five minutes and they changed it so that i was abusing him (laughs) because it was clear to them in like second that i would be more (laughs) likely to be an asshole um i think because the guy was just first of all he was shorter than me which is like every audition that ever happened um and also he was just kind of meek like, I don't know, he, but that might've been nepotism because that's not the guy I would have hired for the abusive boyfriend role. Although you never know because sometimes those people are like simmering beneath the surface. But it was a real message to me about my first impressions. <laughs> so that was great.
0: Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to resist the urge to do the uh, inside the actor <laughs> studios thing where like I ask, you know, can, uh, is, is drunk hot girl there right now? Or yeah, is this, yeah, or yeah. can, can, well, can we speak? Sophisticated girl, day? You know,
2: we're on our way. <laughs> hot girls getting farther away by the day.
0: Yeah. I, I, I can tell you you're a few, maybe you're not, I don't know. Uh, but you did advocate for somebody releasing nudes of you, uh, from, from one some points.
2: It was. Uh, it was pretty. I inhabited is... Moira Rose to the point of demanding <laughs> that my nudes be released.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Internet, you heard it. Uh, that from from the mouth of Sarah Spain. Nobody else said it. All Someone right, we'll put it on Reddit. It'll be up in five favor. minutes. Yeah, exactly. Mark Mark from Reddit is going to put a post up. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Up next, we have got uh, Aaron from Memphis. Go ahead, Aaron.
6: Hey, Sarah. Sorry. Well, it's fine. Um, all right. So I just want to start off with, I'm sorry that as, as a Cardinals fan, I'm sorry that you, mm. you're not. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so my question is more of a heavy hitter than a lot of these guys have been asking. Mm-hmm. So
2: well, just so it's not awkward after your question, in case it is a heavy hitter and that wasn't sarcasm, let me point out that you have a very good baseball team, but your fans suck ass. So I'm very glad that I'm not one of you. And even though Cubs fans can be obnoxious, it's in a totally different way than your racist can't spell the word moron fans and don't know how to spell traitor.
6: Okay. I will say the one time I went to Wrigley as a fan, like when I was little, um, well, I guess that's the only time I don't know why I put fan in there, but nevertheless, uh,
2: then when you played for the Cardinals.
6: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I had on like a Cardinals jersey and everything, and a Cubs fan gave me a, a free bucket hat because a little kid.
2: That's nice. And so,
6: yeah. as much as I, as much as I don't like the Cubs, the fan, y'all, y'all, y'all aren't that bad. There's a lot worse. I
2: think honestly, every fan base has morons and assholes. <laughs> yes. and it's really just a total crapshoot where you end up on a given day. Um, so I even places like you know Philly, where people say they throw stuff at Santa. Like, I could think. It's total crapshoot. And I I tend not to buy into my husband has this website, the heckler. And uh, he always jokes that he wants to And I think I might have gotten him the URL once and he never did anything with it. But I think it was some some uh, website, something to the effect of like your fans are morons.com or something. And it was going to be just a running example of like, literally, every team has a bunch of assholes rooting for them, because we get annoyed with people trying to argue that like some are better than others, because Just a real, real, you know, mixing bowl of shite.
6: Yeah, it is. It is. Um,
2: Carry on with your in-depth.
6: Yes, of of course, the heavy hitting stuff. So, all right. What is, if there's one thing that you're laying in bed at night and it's something very minuscule to everyone else in the world, but it's going to keep you up all night thinking about. Just something really unimportant. What is that? What is that most likely to be?
2: Interesting. I'm a good sleeper. So most things that keep me up are pretty serious, like, you know, the uh, decay of democracy, um, the embrace and support of uneducated people who don't work hard and are bad people. But I'm getting away from myself. I um, the thing that actually keeps me up at night is I constantly have songs in my head. And once they're in there, I cannot stop repeating them. And at one point, the song in my head that kept me from sleeping was the fucking kazoos before Christine Lisi. And I still have that popping in my head at random. And I'll just be like driving. I'll be like, Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. and I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't even have words. It's not a thing. And so the very first day that they introduced it and played it a bunch of times, I could not fall asleep because my head was full of fucking kazoos. Um, But yeah, normally I also, I, because I'm a good sleeper anyway, if I take one melatonin pill that that's it, I'm out. I have terrible night terrors and like really weird dreams. One where Fletch was a seahorse and it was so sad because he was drowning and I was like, how can you be a seahorse and not know how to swim? But it was like his body was like vertical on his head, but he was kept going below the water and I couldn't get down there and save him. That came like the day after my entire building I was in, that was like 30 floors, was shut down due to a shooter and COVID. I have a lot of shooter dreams, which is ter- terrifying. Um, so yeah, nothing ever keeps me awake, but I do often wake up with like full memory of night terrors.
7: Yo, that melatonin will give you nightmares. It happens yeah. to me too, man. Like straight up. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. NyQuil gives me the worst ones where I wake up. I'm like, I don't know if that was worth it. I might've been better off staying awake. the whole
6: <laughs> Yeah. My, my wife's been on a, a, a musical kick here of late and I can hear them in my office while I'm working. And so <laughs> when I lay in bed at night uh, this week, it's been lame is music. that's cool. just played. repeatedly just on repeat, and I don't. I, I,
2: Related to Les Mis, have you ever seen one of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketches of all time called Lobster Diner?
6: N- no, I, I've never really gotten oh. into Saturday okay. Night
2: no. Live. Well, I don't care if you have bad taste in television. The important thing is that you Google <laughs> SNL Lobster Diner. John Mullaney wrote it years ago when he was still on the staff, and they never used it. And he came back to host, and they decided to finally put this into production and it spawned every time he's been on since something similar so they also did um bodega something that you would never buy at a bodega and then the most recent one they did was like being in times square and buying um underwear at a store so basically the the point of the sketch is you should never order uh, lobster in a diner but it's set to the music of les mis and so like keenan thompson's a lobster and he comes out in this giant tank and he sings about how he thought he was going to live. And then Closet, instead of Cosette comes out. That's Kate McKinnon. That's the daughter Lobster. And then she wants him to take him instead. And then the whole cast comes out. And they form a barricade. And they sing One More Day. And it's amazing. And you should watch it. And that's what I think of when I think of Lame is now.
6: I'll have to check that out. I will. For your, uh, but just because you recommended it, I'll, 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 really I'll good.
2: check it out. It's very funny.
4: Aaron, you have to lobster in a diner not being a thing you have to at least give your sushi take
6: i mean
2: you have a sushi take is it
6: a it's not it's not a take i like sushi and here in memphis by my where my office used to be there's a gas station that had an actual sushi chef it wasn't like a like one of those no. like regular gas stations it was a restaurant inside the gas station Mm-mm. and no. there was a sushi chef in there and I'm, I'm even wearing a shirt for it right now see
2: you have a shirt for a sushi place at a gas station?
6: Yeah, it's called Sushi me. to Go?
2: No. Here's the thing. I lived in LA for 6 years and that was my that was my primary sushi years, so I became accustomed to fresh fish and actual fish not whatever the fuck you cobbled together and pretended was fish. And then I moved back to Chicago, forgetting that in Chicago I needed to go to actual sushi restaurants when I wanted sushi and not just one of those markets where there's like a hot bar that you can pick from. And then on the side, they've got sushi and like trays alongside pre-made salads. And I made that error and it haunted me. And then again, later I made it thinking the first one was by mistake. And again, food poisoning. And then I got sushi at the Newark airport, but in the $2 billion, like new area with all the fancy places. And I was on my way. This is a weird trip from Portugal to home, to LA, to Hawaii. Cause I had a wedding and a friend's thing back to back. And I got it on my way from Portugal to Hawaii. I got food poisoning and then I couldn't eat for the whole week in Hawaii. And I couldn't have any lava flows and I couldn't Drink anything delicious, and I was so angry, and now I'm always gonna be angry at the Newark airport, even the fancy part. So, I'm worried about you, is what I'm saying, Aaron. I don't think that's a good choice.
6: Everything makes my stomach hurt, so uh, it, it so, does. Every, every food like, makes my stomach
2: so, hurt. but and maybe. Extrapolating from that, you could remove the most egregious things you eat, and it might. But there's no levels to settle in nicely.
6: There's no levels. It's not like, oh, you know, I eat a a nice salad, Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a three, and then I eat the sushi, and it's a ten. All all the same. IBS. Yes, Yes, I do.
2: Been diagnosed. Yes, I would guarantee you that your gastroenterologist or whoever diagnosed you with that would tell you that gas stations (laughs) sushi will (laughs) further that problem.
6: Yeah, I feel like most medical professionals would, regardless of what part of me they were looking at. It's probably not good for any of me, but, you know.
2: Okay, well, you know.
6: YOLO, right?
2: Sure. I prefer the <laughs> SNL. Yeah, there's an SNL sketch Aaron. Um, I know you're a fan. Uh, it was back when the Lonely Island was on, and it was YOLO, except it was you only live once, and it was about why you needed to be safe, because you only live once. So if something bad happens to you, it's over. That's more how I live.
6: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Love it. All right. We're going to go up next to uh, Ant in Brooklyn. Uh, He's got a a question about the Ivy League, I think. Go ahead, Ant.
6: So so first, hi, Sarah. Thank you for uh, joining us. I wanted to ask, I know that Fletch is not a seahorse, but is he a (laughs) shepherd?
2: No, Fletch is um, probably an Australian cattle dog mix. Uh, We're not sure because he's a mutt. But they think probably Australian Cattle Dog and then maybe some Pointer um, because he's got kind of a curly tail. Okay. Yeah. And he's also the world's greatest being, human, animal, celestial, or otherwise, in case you're wondering.
6: So now my main question goes back to something that's been discussed on the Levitage show the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, have you ever been to Harvard? either for a tour for school or just visiting and what you thought of it.
2: Well, I presume you bring that up because of the jackass on The Bachelorette who couldn't spell limousine or do basic math, Bennett. Uh, Which, you know, not surprising because a lot of gentlemen's grades at Harvard, I don't know if you've heard of that term, but it's basically like just show up to class and we'll give you a C even if you didn't do anything. Also, you know, tough to get into, but a lot of nepotism and a lot of, like, buying your way in, whereas Cornell, toughest to graduate from. Not as hard to get into, but no gentleman's grades at our joint. Anyway, I have been to Harvard. I visited there with a couple other schools with my dad when I was doing college visits because I could only go on two recruiting trips because I did sports year-round, so I never had weekends where I wasn't competing and could take off, so I had to kind of try to pick and choose where I actually went on my recruiting trip. so... Instead, over the summer, we tried to do some uh, where we put a bunch of them together. And my I, the only thing I remember about Harvard, other than, you know, very pretty, nice place, certainly would have gone there if I'd gotten in, which I didn't, um, was my dad pointing out that all the boys on campus were short. Um, my dad likes to mess with me about things like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, he was like, well, can't go here, Sarah. I was like, I think those were a bunch of soccer players. I think that's what was happening there. But, um, and then we also competed there regularly for track. Um, so I, I went there, but the only thing that's was too bad about track is that, um, you don't really explore much. Like you usually would get in the night before, just like compete all day and then hop back on the bus. So, um, there weren't a lot of the other Ivies that I got to see much of when I would go visit. Um, and so they were like. H and
5: G,
6: hi and goodbye. And so, as a Cornell grad um, or an Ivy leaguer in general, did everyone hate Harvard, or is it just uh, Yale that hates Harvard?
2: Um, you know, we didn't really spend much time talking about the other Ivys at our Ivy. Although I'm sure, if you pulled all the people at Cornell, almost all of them probably also. Tried to go to Harvard and didn't get in. Um, not all of them, because there's obviously a ton of stuff at Cornell that's specific and and lauded as a place to go for that specific thing. Um, and it's much bigger if you wanted a more you know diverse and bigger um, landscape and campus and group of people. Um, and then you know, sports-wise, great hockey team, great, you know, other sports. So um, but yeah, we didn't sit around much and bag on the other ones. And to be honest, now that I'm out. I'll crack jokes with like Mina and Pablo, but I actually root for all the Ivies to do well at things because now it feels like we're all in it together. And like there's not that many Ivy athletes doing great things or programs. So I tend to root for them. Yeah, the other
6: nerds. Thank you, Sarah.
2: Yeah. Will, that's an amazing freeze frame of your beard covered in snow that was <laughs> popped up on your screen. You look right like there? the abominable snowman. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was actually at a Dollywood.
0: That's not snow. It's actually bubbles. Um, Like they, they have like a winter wonderland thing that uh, it's like soap suds.
2: Did you listen to Dolly Parton's America, the podcast? I have not yet. Is it good?
5: It's fantastic.
2: I mean, you've Is been it? to Dollywood and you didn't listen to the great. I mean, I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't love was... Dolly that much until I listened to the podcast. And then I realized that I loved her more than oh, okay. I could ever know. Um, no
0: Do- dolly is a patron saint she's up there she should be in the like the steve irwin bob ross like yeah. mr rogers category was, as far as she I'm was concerned. a
2: part of this vaccine getting discovered yeah she's yep. literally like she's like saving the world and yeah. donating like <laughs> a books and shit but no you should listen yeah. to the podcast it's not even really so much about her music as it is about a whole disparate amount of things that she's interrelated to but there's like it's really fascinating like one is like a whole class that's about dolly parton but it more talks about sort of like rural America and feelings about people from the South and their connection to the rest of the country. And then there's like really interesting facts about like the name redneck actually came from like the workers who would wear a red bandana to reflect that they were willing, that they weren't willing to go against the union or that they were like, it was super racist and not related at all to like their Southern roots. It was anyway, fascinating. I'm, I'm
0: a, I'm very familiar. uh, Just the fact that you brought that word up. Um, So I really hope no one from Twitter listens to this podcast. I've been banned like three times from Twitter. Here's a story real quick. I asked Marty Smith to come on to our podcast, Mm -hmm. but this was like right around the time that the whole Bubba Wallace like garage incident happened. And I asked Marty to come on and talk about the differences between good old boys, uh, rednecks, hicks and hillbillies, like all those different names. And I got mass reported on Twitter so I've been on the run from like Twitter law ever since then. Oh. So like I have to, I get banned. I get perma banned uh, every I like six months context. for that now.
2: I can see how without context, they might've thought you were like mocking Marty or something. I think
0: it was just a bunch of angry NASCAR fans because Marty was actually like, you know, yeah. like bummed out and disappointed that this right. had happened. That makes and sense. so people were trolling him constantly and I got just caught in the crossfire, yeah. I
7: think and now he will need to start a new one tomorrow <laughs> yeah, I, know.
4: I am totally fucked now <laughs> and you look like the complete anti-nascar <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, you definitely
6: you definitely give off anti-nascar
2: the questions that you wanted to know the answers to <laughs> seriously seriously i told you it oh, wasn't I,
6: redneck it was hick all right the hick no, is the offensive it was abs- thing. i've, I've Trust done my me, as someone who's been called both i promise you Aaron, I, as, okay. someone, as someone who's been
0: as someone who's been called both as well, I did my homework. Damn it. I know which I know which word I, I've I found this forum where people like college football fans, like uh, Oklahoma fans, like somebody got called a redneck on there and reported someone uh, like that is a word that if Twitter if Twitter's at them decides that it's going to ban
6: you for it, it absolutely will. Hick, they won't.
2: I don't know. That's if ridiculous. I'll have to look that up.
6: That's ridiculous. Take is much more offensive. The one syllable. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's because
4: it's one syllable. It just sounds way more direct and hard. Well, there's a large yeah, difference
6: awesome. between the two. I mean, there's a gigantic difference between. The
0: two. I I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, let's let's uh real quick. We're All gonna right. go to uh, up next. We're gonna go to uh to beep count. He's got the uh the, well I don't know how uh, uh how to phrase it exactly. Beep, go ahead for your rapid fire round. <laughs>
1: Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah. You are going to take part in something that no one has done before and everyone is expecting. It is the Spanish <laughs> Beepsquisition. Oh, These are okay. going to be five rapid fire questions. First thing that comes to uh, comes to your mind, uh, you have one TV show on Desert Island.
2: Wow. Saturday Night Live. Okay. Yeah, like 45 seasons worth. And uh even though there's a lot of bummers in there, there's a lot of winners too.
1: Fair enough. All right. What has been your favorite thing to solve on your South Bitch sessions?
2: Ooh. Um, I think my favorite one was when I uh broke down why people don't understand the word humbled. When they say humbled and blessed, um, anything essentially like grammatical, I have a lot of fun with that. Um, just like playing on words cause I'm a nerd about that stuff. But I think that was one of my favorites was breaking down why you do not say hashtag humbled when you win an award. Cause it's actually the opposite of a humbling experience.
1: Well, we are humbled that you're with us.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, now listen to this question very carefully cause this one can trip people up. What celebrity do you look like you have peed next to?
7: <laughs> this is this is a brain teaser, man. Because you got to think Jeff, of multiple Jeff, steps. Sorry,
2: right, there's a fight happening in this game, and this ref just got entangled. Um, so this is difficult because. I look different depending on the scenario, right? So for instance, my very good friend, who lived in the same building as me uh, for the first three months or so of knowing me thought I was a lesbian softball coach because I would return from work and always have to write a quick response story to something in the news when ESPNW first started. So I would immediately change out of work clothes into the most comfortable thing possible, which is like a double XL mesh short and a giant t-shirt. And then she met my husband and was hitting on him and then was like, fuck he's taken and what with her. Okay. Um, Anyway. I digress. So, I mean, I would look like I might be peeing next to someone different in my softball attire. Uh, never played softball either. Um, I'm going to go with like, uh, you know, Candace Parker.
1: Perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect I answer. I look
2: like I would have peed next to some athletic women.
1: That's a perfect answer. Um, this one comes courtesy of Murph. What mascot would you choose to take on five velociraptors in a regulation NBA game?
2: Oh my god, I love mascots so much, like not to the point of being a furry, but close. Like, I really love mascots a lot. Um, so they have to beat five real velociraptors five or real the raptor, raptors?
1: Yep, five real velociraptors, and this is a regulation game, all rules enforced. One mascot to take on, or you can do a team of the one mascot or five mascots to take on a yeah, team
2: see, of velociraptors. I get it. Velociraptors don't have hands that could grip the ball, but they could immediately murder the entire other team. They would. They would fall out. Would be, I,
7: I've um, often this, suggested this the Stanford thing. tree. The, the Stanford tree is a little bit indefensible because you I mean, what is a raptor going to do to a tree?
2: That is true. They couldn't like saw it down, but the tree can't score either. What are we going for here? Just surviving or actually winning the game? The problem I mean, a
7: tree's is defending the rim, though. I mean,
2: again, I'm, I'm focused on offense here. I need something that can handle the ball put it in the basket, but also not immediately die. And I realize that you said they could foul out. I imagine that a murderer would be a foul, but if there's five of them and five of us, then they would each murder one. They would all foul out. We would be dead. They would still technically win. Because we would be dead.
4: Yes. Yeah, Sarah, um, Sarah, Sarah's not trying to win this game zero to zero, y'all.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm going to go out Jameis Winston style with 180 touchdowns and 179 pick. Um, yes. and i, I would be good James, to watch. That's just the best example of someone who doesn't give a fuck about defense or anything other than scoring. Um This is a really tough question to ask someone who overthinks everything and is extremely analytical and logical because I'm actually trying to come up with an answer. And I'm not sure. Are there any mascots that actually have, um, like, is there a knight that actually wears armor?
7: The USC Trojan. Thank you very much. The UCF.
2: is he wearing, like, a no shirt and like a floppy little skirt? No, but what about the Golden Knights? Do they have an actual knight in armor? UCF, yeah,
1: the Golden Knights. Right,
2: I'm going... I'm going five nights. Um, at the very least, there'll be that moment when some of them have their limbs missing and then they pull the, like, it's just a flesh wound. Monty Python.
0: I'm getting you nice
2: I'm not dead yet. That was a combination of Life of Brian and uh, <laughs> but you guys got it.
3: Anyway. Great accent.
2: Nailed it, Morgan.
3: Yeah, nailed the it. Accent.
1: And finally, what guests can you help get us onto this podcast?
2: Well, I mean, it depends on who you want. Do you guys have any like? Do you have anyone that you've asked that's like been a real dick and hasn't even responded and or just said no? Name names. You guys are all nodding, but like, for your
6: Mike family. Ryan,
0: Dominique,
2: Dominique, uh, Mina, uh,
0: and uh, Mike Ryan has agreed to come on here. I think he had to like he was.
7: There's into some his timing house issues with
6: Mike when we.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah. we we, right. we haven't
7: been able to land Norby. <laughs>
3: um. <laughs> well, um, we haven't
2: landed Dan yet. Um, Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, that that would be good. perfect. Yeah. I'll yeah, try yeah. To get you, Dan Orlovsky. Uh, yeah. he will come on, and
3: a whiteboard. I want a whiteboard, and I want him doing X's and O's uh, all over it.
2: No, so yeah, Dan is a tough one. I really think the only reason I got him on my podcast is because I was launching a podcast on his network, and so he felt <laughs> it was required. Meanwhile, Stu is supposed to come on for the second time forever, and he does the same thing he does to them, where he says yes, but then when you actually try to schedule it, he never actually does it. Um, Mina. Mina will totally do it. She just has 8,000 jobs yeah, and is for, like for sure. basically the most coveted human being on earth right now. So I kind of get that. Um, Mike Ryan, that's a scheduling thing. Dominique, um, what the hell is he doing? He should, he should be on this show. He doesn't have to work that much. As he told us on SportsCenter while talking about um, female faux vaginas, I don't need this job. So I I know someone who I would love to
0: have on the podcast and who I remember has uh, a bit of a crush on you. Could you help us
2: get Ric Flair? Oh, Ric Flair. That was a real journey for me because I don't really know much about Ric Flair. And then I changed my name to Smoke and Sarah Spain because I thought it was funny. And then a bunch of people told me that, you know, he's had some problematic issues that I maybe wouldn't be in support of. So I was like, Oh, we're going to take that out. Um, Ric Flair, is, you really should go through Mike Ryan for that one. Um, yeah, he was like so. at his birthday party. Once you get Mike on and he falls in love with all of you, you're all very lovable. Then at the end, you can slide in the old Ric Flair ask. Um, have I said no to everyone well, you suggested who, to me? Who
4: should we get on that we haven't asked? Who would be your recommendation?
2: Well, have you had Juju on?
4: Yes, he yes. was one of our first. I need
2: to listen to that. He's a mystery wrapped inside a puzzle Buried in an enigma. I want to know more about Juju. Um,
1: He was actually one of our first episodes.
2: Okay, I'll have to go back and listen. Um, Who should you have on? I mean, there's like so many awesome people. Um, Have you had Diana Rossini on? We have not. Okay, have Diana on. She is a riot. She is very funny, she's very jersey. She's very honest. She'll tell you about punching a girl in the face on my podcast. She talked about punching a girl in the face in a soccer game. And then the mom of that girl started tweeting me and saying it was a lie and it never happened. And I was like, oh, my God, we are diving deep into New Jersey history. Shit's going down. Um, So, yeah, you should have her own. And she just got married in like a secret ceremony with a dude that we've all seen one picture of. And we've seen 8000 photos of her a week. So I'm like very interested in that dynamic, too. And I want to learn more about that. Even I just want the, to have uh,
7: Fat Rosillo on and not Diana.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe just ask her to come on and then say we need you needed to ask him a question and then just only talk to him the whole time even the proposal
0: director. on the uh on the beach photo that she tweeted out yeah. it was like a picture of bigfoot like he was blurry <laughs> like it was like out of focus and it was like half a mile away i was like who the hell is that dude because uh, the joke is like pft commenter and her like had a thing and people were like is that pft like
2: well and, there was but, uh, one where was... someone was fixing like a curtain in her room and i was like oh my god is that him is that him and she was like it's my yeah. Post a picture. What are you doing? So
0: weird. So weird. All right. Uh Beep, was that the the final question for the Spanish Beep Quisition?
1: Yeah, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. tonight We uh yeah. we really appreciate it.
0: Well, of course. Was- All right. I'm gonna throw it back to Lou Rafter. He's got a, a special something for you. Uh go ahead, Lou. Hello, Sarah. Again. Hi. Um on behalf of Low After Hours, we would like to thank you. And since you are the commish, um, you need the proper attire to be the commish, so we made you a special. Oh my god,
2: that's amazing! At... I'm gonna wear it every day. Holy shit! Where'd you make that? Did you make that I... a shop of yours, Nick Offer? Yeah, I'll...
3: yeah.
0: As 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 we were talking, I was. No, in the we're,
2: background i was welding
6: a hat welding it. no I, yeah i was embroidering the hat for you as we we talked so sarah i was
0: you know trying to make
2: hats are made <laughs> <laughs> No welded and I teach <laughs> I that at Cornell. Oh, Jesus, I, I, it loud. was an yeah. and then nick offerman's actually a woodworker not a welder but the joke is it kind of looks like nick offerman right and yep. then welding is the first thing that came to mind although it does more like
7: yeah, he 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 whittled it for you <laughs> is what y'all, he's
4: done. y'all made sarah do what she hates the most which is explain this Explain no
2: joke. <laughs> Explain that. I've been watching a lot of making it uh because my fragile psyche is triggered by anything other than Gilmore Girls and Making It who <laughs> runs right now. I literally and then Gilmore Girls the other day, Rory was writing i uh, was talking about her Harvard um application and mentioned how she was doing an essay on Hillary Clinton. I was like, ah politics, no, my safe space. <laughs> um so I'm left with making it. That's all I have left. And if you guys haven't watched that, it is a delight. Mrs. Beep knows. It's pure, joyful, and sweet. And I Beautiful.
0: It. it is. M- Mrs. Beep, uh, she's an unexpected addition to the roster this evening. Mrs. Beep, do you have a question for Sarah?
3: <laughs> oh, my God. No, I just want to say I'm a huge fan from your Instagram. Yeah, hi. Thanks. Hi. Literally two weeks ago. She- I was like, oh yeah, we got, you know, Sarah Spain coming. I was like, wait, who? <laughs> or we go, I don't know, whatever. And I was like, okay, let me check this girl out.
5: Oh my God. I love you. I was oh, like, wow.
3: she's awesome. This is like, wow. yes. Oh my God. She's so cool. This is great. That's,
5: That's all I got to say.
2: I think we just got, became best friends.
3: Cheers. I'm empty, but you know, I just got to go refill. So. refill
2: oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: all right well uh sarah um sophisticated date slash drunk hot girl uh <laughs> thank you so so much for joining us this evening this was an absolute delight and uh we hope to have you on again sometime down the road maybe we can pick your brains uh whenever uh one of your sports teams i don't know makes the finals or the the super bowl or you know
5: <laughs> wait 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 oh, did we ever hot. get oh. to answer did I was we so ever clocked. get the answer? Dude, what up, clocked. though? What up, though? What up, though?
7: Sarah, who you got in the verses tonight? Gucci, man, or Jeezy?
2: Okay, so I'm going to give you the most honest answer of the night. And that is that I was co-hosting Shanae and Golik Jr. today because Golik Jr. had his college football stuff. And at the end of the show, after just like this super busy day where I didn't have time to prep or anything, but I felt like I was, you know, really knew my stuff about all the topics, Shanae's like, oh, verses tonight. Who you got? <laughs> Jeezy or Gucci? And I'm like cheesy for sure but I'm a gigantic tool and I don't like trap music and I'm <laughs> and I don't have time to keep up with music so I pick like what I want to listen to instead of trying to seem young right. and and hip and I just don't, so Fitz and I were just talking about this and we decided that trap music is either na 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 or like Flip, slop, lip slop and so <laughs> like, that's all I hear. And I like melodies, Um, not like, you know, folk music, although I do like that, but like old school hip hop where they sampled from awesome 70s songs that actually had melodies and hooks and the new stuff just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. I like Anderson pack and like some people that are current that have melodies, but I could not name a single Jeezy song. I could not name a single Gucci main song. I'm a m- massive loser when it comes to keeping up with that stuff. And when I was younger, and old people used to say that, I'd be like, God, they're just not trying. It's not that hard. And now that I'm old and I have 8,000 responsibilities and almost no free time, I just don't have the time to devote to keeping up with something I don't like just to be a part of it.
4: And we get well, that's
7: one, fine. That's a perfect one answer. More. It was 50-50 anyway. So yeah, get. I mean, I
2: could have lied to you, but I feel like this is a safe space to be honest about being um, someone who has lost touch with music. I used to really be on the cutting edge of, of the music scene. And now I'm, now I'm very one note. Now all I know about is sports. It takes up all my time. All right. Well, on that answer. Landing uh, the plane. I like the messages at the <laughs> bottom. I wish I could just respond to all of those throughout. Uh, <laughs> first, as I believe you're talking about when I was definitely with a, no, just in general. Uh, no, beep. That was
6: the first time I'd ever heard Beep's real name
2: yeah this oh, is beep this beep what uncovered beep. i like that
1: i'm gonna beep that out so
6: that was <laughs> me i'm so sorry yeah. i'm so yeah. sorry i've got don't the recording i gonna release beep. that separately
3: we now have to start calling him beep just in case
2: <laughs> i love this this is a really funny Discus, okay. Oh, you got hit in the head with a discus. Yeah, Rachel Ma is an absolute bitch. Fuck, she
3: hit me in the head with a discus. She didn't On even purpose? apologize. On
2: like, we
3: a... Yeah, no, she, she saw me going to collect my discus, and the stupid bitch had to throw. Got me right in the head, knocked me out.
2: Oh, did you get knocked her. out? Because that's like legit.
3: Yeah, no, she like full knocked me out. I had to be like going the ambulance. Like it, I was brutal. out
2: out I head with a golf club and i had to go get stitches in the side of my head and then once Ooh. we went to race to fix the pitchfork that we were helping my mom garden with that we hadn't stuck back in the ground we'd left it lying on its side my mom was like that's really dangerous girl so then we raced to fix it and i tripped <laughs> and i stepped right on it right through the foot um which was cool anyway this is a fun message uh Collection of messages that are all very dated now. Anyway, <laughs> we're using the word myopic.
7: I love that you look
0: I type out I'm landing the plane and Sarah is dragging this thing out. Like reading our My text land messages. <laughs> <laughs> you you uh, how how many glasses deeper you right now? Like be honest with us. <laughs> that was not the first
2: one that you set down. No, no, really no. Quiet. This is no, this is number two, but okay. I literally today did not have five minutes break since 1130 a.m. Okay. So I'm on that like, yeah, I haven't stopped the ride yet. So once you guys go away and then I start watching (laughs) making it. (laughs) <laughs> and i have another glass of wine then it'll all settle down
0: gotcha gotcha okay well we're gonna let you get to that uh, <laughs> unless you just want to hang out like we'll we will genuinely <laughs> just sit I, here and just shoot like, the shit as long as you
7: want to i don't so want to just be keep keep drinking, drinking
3: yeah yeah because yeah, exactly. eventually pamela will go to sleep jeff will fall asleep in the chair <laughs> <and>
2: Yeah, <literally laughs> i'll just get it's morning right it's like yeah. somebody here
3: no, it's 2.45 in the afternoon. I had yeah, my first so day at work today. To I'm right
2: up. <laughs> like, I will keep <laughs> I you up all day.
0: Someone send the link to Chris Cody. He'll stay up to like three o'clock in the morning uh drinking with us. (laughs) He he has he's done that more than once, like like on a Zoom with all of us, just drink beer uh till like like three or four o'clock in the morning.
2: That's nice. That's
3: why we fight for his job, so he stays on Zoom with us.
2: (laughs) Sometimes you have to fight for your friends so that you have friends.
3: So we we force to be our friend
7: <laughs> dude that is one thing we have not like well like addressed at least in one of these sort of like larger pods is like it i hate i hate giving him credit but level ran a hell of a effort to roll for chris don't
2: there. tell him to be uh, fair though too edit and, that out see, this I'm gonna happen anyway he got a turn or anything but there was stuff going on behind the scenes from the beginning and like we're not going to share that And so I got frustrated, actually. Some guy on Twitter is like, I can't believe you put out a podcast, like nothing's going on. And I'm like, first of all, that's my job. Um, And secondly, it was already recorded and like set. It had nothing to do with this. And also, I know what's going on behind the scenes. Just because I'm not telling you doesn't mean I don't know what's happening. It's not my place to say it. So I'm just going to keep telling you we're all very sad and we're all hoping for the best and like knowing that, you know, things are going to be okay. Yeah. Um, But you're right. They did do a fantastic job. And I got nothing against that thing. I think it's awesome that they do that and that they're such loyal fans. I love the show so much. I wish I could be on it more, but I listen to it every single day. And so I don't blame them for creating a community and loving it. I just, I think it's like anywhere else on the internet. It just becomes about sometimes, you know, attacking things for no good reason and for no, you know, usefulness because you're bored or you're sad or you're whatever. When I don't like things, I tend to just keep it to myself or tell like my husband i don't go tell people on the internet that someone sucks
4: <laughs> it's the most ignorant thing ever like people get laid off in any environment it's like you know what i should do quit working yeah. and just stop stop working for the company that's looking at who they can <laughs> cut like yeah that's what i should do I yeah. should...
3: let me cause
0: a Yeah. 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 Well, Sarah, we, uh, all of us at Lower After Hours, absolutely love your linebacker shoulders. Thank um, you. So uh, <laughs> uh, from all of us, on the count of three, can I get a thank you, Sarah?
7: One, two, three. Thank, thank you, you Sarah. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Sarah. you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah.
5: Thank, thank you, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Nailed it. it. Well,
2: it'll get there.
6: And thank you, Fletch. Yeah.
0: Yes, thank you, so much yeah, thank you, Fletch. Sarah, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, thank you uh, for both of your doggies for for spending this time with us There's this three
2: evening. Three of them. Thank three you. of them. Oh, yeah, that, that's two dogs. They're just like the same okay. color.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, beautiful. Thanks. Love them. Love them. Sarah, uh, thank you again for for doing this with us for for hanging out and answering all of our questions uh, and for being such a good sport about everything.
4: Thank you uh, so
7: much,
0: it was Sarah. Really
2: fun. It. I was thank very tired, really and I was like, oh, shit, I don't get to be done with my day, and then I had a really good time, and you guys are awesome.
0: Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Well, pass pass those uh, kind words along to Diana and help us get her on. I will. I'll send her a message.
2: <laughs> I'll be like, oh, my God, you will not believe what they heard about you from someone back in Jersey. <laughs> Hell,
0: yeah. Hell, yeah.
2: tell
6: you
7: until you're on the <laughs> Well, Sarah,
2: thank hey, you. Hey, Taylor. Have-
7: I was going to say, Taylor, one of her mom's friends told us.
2: <laughs> I didn't talk like no camera, and then as like Scotty Pippen's voice, and it's like amazing. he could be he
3: could be up a pole right now. He could be in that? the sky. Kind of pole? Like, like a, he does
0: day no, yeah. a cell phone tower, cell phone yeah. tower on your
3: the air. I like to just say year. pole. You know, <laughs> it could be in the. I could be up a pole. You don't know. You don't know what I'm capable of. You get of. rooted, Morgan.
2: My friend hey, you get for rooted I-10 for twenty years, and when they were on strike, she had to go up poles they would send executives to go fix people's shit because like during the strike they they would get sent to random towns and they would have to show up and like fix people's like cable wires and sell (laughs) so she's like this tiny blonde girl and she had to wear like timberlands and like a jumpsuit and like go up telephone poles anyway that's what i'm picturing she's one of the village people or something (laughs) yeah
5: yeah oh mine a little bigger than that mine about 200 feet
2: Whoa. You're talking about the telephone call? <laughs> <laughs> Baby.
3: Really Baby. Alright. I should okay. go ahead and... This, this, this... I,
0: I tried landing the plane and uh, the plane is in a ditch, <laughs> like in a swamp. I'm it's like, the,
2: the, I'm like uh, that that rejoin that they used to <laughs> play about the person who took a dump on the beverage cart. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> everyone's like, how do you get into that position? where you're so drunk that you're
0: <laughs> <dumb>. <laughs> yeah right right now you're you're dan pooping next to his riding plaques in his yard uh,
2: Hi, this is a tease for you guys that next week's podcast podcast guest is jen latta and she has a pooping in her neighbor's yard story In the what podcast.
3: we had her Latter, own guest of the show Life. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, and it was recent. I thought it was gonna be as a kid. Oh shit. Very recent. <laughs> literally. Oh shit. Sure. Anyway.
0: Sarah, no, thank you for, so much. Thank you very uh, much for Sarah. your time. Yes. Appreciate that you have a wonderful evening. yeah <laughs> thank,
3: thank you, you. Sarah, Thanks, Sarah. Thank Have a good one. You. Thank Bye. you. Bye.